Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to bring you Disney news discussion. And just kidding, we're basically just talking about my Disney trip. Uh, first off, gotta get a disclaimer out of the way. If you hear strange banging or bell sounds in the background, that's because our two-week house guest from early December, Polly, the greater sulfur-crusted cockatoo, is still fucking here. Uh, he's really great, except when he decides he wants attention and you aren't giving him any, and then he, uh, bounces around and sometimes raptor screams. So we're gonna do our best to avoid that, and he's covered up, and he's in another room, but... He's directly below He's us. He's directly He's, below us. Yeah, there's not there's not much we can do except, you know, move the studio. And, you know, <laughs> truly there are only like six or seven other places in this house that would be appropriate <laughs> studios. So it's uh yeah. Well, if you hear any weird thumps, that'll be the bird. And hopefully we don't have to cut at any point because he raptor screams, but who fucking knows? No, we're not editing it out. No. We'll just leave it in. <laughs> Yeah, so there's no, I mean, there is definitely like Disney news and stuff to discuss, I'm sure. But our agenda for this one, I think, is really just to be like, oh, hi, we're back. We still have a podcast. And also, I went on a Disney trip. No comment. No, no. I just wasn't sure what part of the podcast we were in because you didn't really do a, a you know, we're talking about. We're just, that's, that's all we're doing. Yeah. That's, I mean, I we're not doing like it's silly shit or we're not like, we're not doing, we're just going to go right into. Yeah. So my, my comment, my comment is, um, note that, that it is Val went on a Disney trip. Yeah. Not we went on a Disney, yeah. Disney trip. A bi- wow. A Disney, <laughs> Disney trip. A Disney trip. <laughs> yeah. So months ago. Like, I actually don't remember when, but sometime last year when they announced the vaccination timelines for Massachusetts, uh, I was like, oh, our group is in February to April. And so, like, maybe if we get vaccinated towards the beginning of that, we'll be able to go before our annual passes expire in mid-April. And I was, I booked it expecting to have to cancel it. Right. Like, the plan when we booked this trip was... Something is going to happen. We're not going to be able to do it. And then Massachusetts even pushed our group back in phase two. We were initially the first group in phase two. They pushed us back um, after I think they popped up folks who were 75 and up. Um, And it was like, okay, we're just not going to be able to do this. And then the day that we became eligible, uh, the servers fucking like straight up just they didn't even... The servers were dying because people were trying to book, but they didn't even release the slots for our group until like noon or something. So we spent the whole morning trying to get slots. Sam um, got a ghost slot. Yeah, I... Wait, a ghost slot? That's what I call the ones that you could get that didn't really exist, but only sort of existed. You got a slot on the 20th. So he... Massachusetts vaccination website was a shit show. And you could almost never find open slots, but there was this time in the beginning when Uh, it wasn't working really well that sometimes like someone would have canceled or something would have happened Yep. and you could book an appointment. Right, right. And so, and so I got lucky enough before they did like a big drop. Um, Right. It was that day, but before the Right. I got lucky enough when someone had canceled. Um, Basically, the way that you needed to get lucky, um, not to make this about uh, vaccine appointments instead of everything else, but um, the way that you needed to get lucky is that you needed to get lucky enough to have an appointment slot open at the beginning of the process so that it let you into the form, and then also at the end of the process. They didn't need to be the same appointment slot. You just needed one to let you click on the the process to get in, and then you needed one at the end to let let you actually select Um, And so it was just, you had to get lucky twice. Yeah, exactly. And so the problem was, or, well, I should say you needed to get lucky and also you needed to be like the fastest possible person on the planet because like we used autofill apps and did all kinds of things. And, uh, but Sam, it turned out, got his appointment for before any of them were available for like the slots we should have actually been in. So... His was for the 20th, and when they opened the slots at noon, I managed to get in, and literally the 
first day available was February 23rd, which was six weeks before the first day of this trip. It was the last possible day that I could have gotten vaccinated and still been able to safely go on this trip. And I got it. Uh, and we got the vaccines and it was like, oh my God, we can actually do this trip. Um, but Sam elected to remain home. Yeah, my my general feeling was, and, and I had voiced this when we booked the trip, is that I was like, yeah, I, I feel like it's it's still going to be a hot mess and I'm not going to be comfortable going, you know, even if by some miracle we, we get vaccinated, all of that stuff. Um, and, you know, to some extent, it, well, I just can't speak today. No. To some extent, um, that was true um, in that I definitely was not... I, I felt safe, you know, going to the grocery store now or something. I wasn't even going to the grocery store myself. No. I was doing Everything bougie was grocery deliveries. Yeah. Um, but it was in a space where it was like, I, I am comfortable with Val going because um, the risk is acceptable. Um, because it is very low personally. Yep. Um, it's very low for you to pass it on to anyone. Yep. And the highest risk people that we were likely to see, mostly Val's grandmother, is Got vaccinated, vaccinated yeah. as well. And so the risk was acceptable. I just knew that I was going to have panic attacks if I went around <laughs> crowds, especially crowds of people who I knew weren't vaccinated and were also on, being yep. really bad we're at, at mass compliance. Right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so he didn't go. And, uh, when I called JetBlue, so when I first called JetBlue to cancel his flight a few weeks before the trip, they were like, well, you, you can just cancel. You could literally cancel that morning if you wanted to, like, we don't have to like, it's okay. And I was like, okay, we'll leave it just in case he changes his mind. And he didn't change his mind. When I called them back, like the week before the trip to cancel his, I got a guy who just was insistent that he was like going to call and tell my husband that I was canceling him. And I was like, I'm telling you, he doesn't want to go. And he just like, he hammered on this joke. And I was eventually like, okay, Jesus guy. Um, but it was funny because there was a similar sentiment on the trip. Like anytime I mentioned that he wasn't there, was like, oh, he's going to be jealous. And I'm like, yeah, but he also decided not to come. Like, I know that sounds like I made that story up, but I didn't. Well, and, and I was jealous. That's the thing. Is yeah, that I, yeah. I really wish that I could teleport there and briefly, you know, go on a ride or walk around. But then I would have wanted to teleport back to my safe, homebody, yeah, introvert yeah. space away from all of the, the non-mask compliant peoples and everything. Well, and this is, you keep saying non-mask compliant because that was part of the sort of concern. But what's interesting to me is... There were both really high and really low rates of mass compliance simultaneously. Right. So um, I, from this experience, I had a few friends who went before they were vaccinated, and I don't know how they felt comfortable doing that. Um, I think probably they, like, they went, most of them went earlier so I think folks have really started ramping the travel back up in the last couple of months. Um, and I know my friend who went a couple times said that her more recent trip didn't feel as safe. So I think the issue is that like when those folks went, less people were traveling. Probably there were, you know, there was a lot more distance between folks, but um, there was, it was such a lack of distancing. Yeah, I think, I think probably when you went, is going to be one of the worst times in terms of how it's going to feel and look because in, you know, three months, right, everybody's going to be vaccinated. Well, and, and well, and right after they, they opened back up, right. right? right. Um, people were still taking it really seriously. Yeah. And while there was some pandemic fatigue, um, people were showing up and being like, Ooh, we get to be here. And yeah. you know, these are the rules the and they're going to be goes, really strict. The more it's just like, well, right. Who cares? Yeah. And now there's a lot more travel. A lot of people who are vaccinated are feeling safer. A lot of people who are either deniers or also just aren't personally worried about rolling the dice are like, eh, everybody who's at risk is vaccinated. So yeah. now we can be stupid again. Yeah. And so, you know? and again, it isn't, I need to stress that like, it isn't like it was awful. It was just not perfect. And I think the perception and feedback that I've gotten for the most part from folks who have gone is that like, oh, mass compliance was perfect and it was so great and everyone was distanced. And I'm like, the thing is, 
cast members were really good about enforcement, but cast members can't be everywhere. There were a million fucking white dads with their noses hanging out. Like that's against the point. Like there were plenty of women too, but there were way more men. And I'm just like, I know my nose is not small, but I was not wearing wired nosed masks the whole time I was there. And yet the fabric ones didn't slip down. So I'm like, what are you, are you trying? Like, what are you fucking doing? Um, but there were, yeah, there was a lack of distancing in a lot of places by folks. Obviously, clearly a lot of kids who can't be vaccinated because it isn't approved. Um, so like there's a zillion children there and you know none of them are vaxxed. Um, the buses, they did a really good job of distancing where basically all the buses were like 10 parties max because they split them up into one party per like sort of every two or three seats. They had dividers between them. Um, I missed a bunch of buses because of that, um, because I'm a party uh, as one person. Like everything that they would say a party, it was just me. So anywhere where I needed to sit, any taking the Skyliner, the bus, what? You heard it here first, everyone. Val is a party. God damn it. Fuck as you. one person. I'm a party. Uh, so I missed a bunch of buses because of that. But they did keep it distance as much as they could. It just did make travel hard. Um, and again, it was like seven out of 10 middle-aged white dads were just dangling their noses out of their masks. Um, and a lot of people ate and drank while walking. When I tell you that like every fucking five minutes max, a fucking announcement went off that was either, there were multiple voices that would do it that were like, you have to wear your fucking mask. The only exception is if you are actively eating and drinking while stationary. That's the wording that, that I particularly remember. Actively eating or drinking while stationary. So the number of people who just ate and drank while they walked or sat stationary but weren't eating or drinking. There was a kid... Launch Bay, what used to be Launch Bay in Hollywood Studios is a quote unquote relaxation station, which is where you like can take off your mask for a while. They say like 30 minutes max, like whatever, but it's like a place for you to get to chill. This fucking kid was laying down across from the bathrooms that are outside of the like one man's dream theater, literally like 30 feet from that relaxation station, took his fucking mask off, put his hat over the top of his head and like tried to quietly taken out. I'm like, you motherfucker, you are right there. And then I realized like his family had been nearby, but I'm like, still just fucking go where you're allowed to do that. You little shit. And I say little shit. He was probably like an 18 year old. Like this was like an older teen. Didn't give a shit about the rules kind of thing. And I, it just, ugh, it was bizarre. It was just bizarre. Um, so it was a weird, it was just a weird trip. Um, I was there Tuesday to Tuesday, um, and I did seven park days. The first night I popped into Epcot for an hour and a half, got a ton done and was really confused um, as I was walking out right after it closed. And it was like dead empty, but obviously without like fireworks shows right. and stuff. Right. And that's, that's actually another thing is like, uh, even if I had been comfortable going, I feel like it would be really tough for me to feel like the normal full days are normal full days without some fireworks or a night show or something like that to really put a cap on them. So, yeah. you know, it it's, it's definitely different. I was like, what's missing? Oh, that. Um, but it was really, I mean, I got a lot done. Uh, and then it was really cool just getting to like walk out of empty Epcot that first night. Um, but it was bizarre. I also, I did some vlogging. I got a G7X Mark III. Uh, like the day before the trip or something. Cause I was like, I'm going to be alone. I want something to do. Um, and so I did some vlogging and I actually just uploaded day one, um, on my YouTube channel, Tricky Crayon. So if you want to like see some shitty vlogging, uh, featuring some of the Mark's Mark three's weird autofocus issues and my being bad at vlogging in general, um, you can, you can check that out. But, um, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was a good trip overall, but it was very bizarre. Um, there were no minivans, which stinks. Oh. Um, obvious, like obviously, and the news outlet that shall not be named, um, you know, reported that they were suspended and then reported that they were discontinuing them. And like, we don't have any fucking 
knowledge either way. Disney World still has the page up. So my hope is that they'll bring it back when they start bringing more folks back. Um, but not having that and having the buses be distancing. And like, this is also not me arguing that they should have minivans right now. It is safer to not for their cast members, 100%. Um, but it was tough because the buses were like running a little slow. And again, there'd be what would normally fit on one bus would take two and they didn't always run enough to make up for that. Um, the Skyliner, as long as that was one running though, was really great, which I didn't expect to love the Skyliner, but in my January, 2020 trip, I did really end up enjoying it, um, because of how convenient it was. And it, it's grown on me. I still don't love being suspended in midair, but it is really convenient. Yeah, it's it's a great route um, if you are staying at Pop and you want to go to Hollywood Studios a lot. Especially Hollywood want, Studios. Right. Like Epcot takes a little longer, but Hollywood right. Studios, it's just like, bing, bang, boom, there you are. Right. Either and way, you have to transfer, but the Caribbean Beach to Hollywood Studios is tiny little, just boop. And the fact that they are doing... Um, single party to a Skyliner is right. really, really nice for pandemic safety and also for my Val's anxiety. anxiety of and, like, and what if I have a panic attack in midair? Right. Or like, what if I have to poop? Like, I don't want to do that in a Skyliner. But like, it's let, it is inherent, or like, also my fear of other people getting sick. Like, exactly. there's no one else on this to get motion sick if it starts rocking back and forth. Like, so it's, it's definitely. It was definitely nice, um, but I also felt like an asshole because you felt like you were taking, right. like, making the line go slower. But in the instances, I had a couple of times because of that policy getting out of Epcot that were really, really slow, but it was like 20 to 25 minutes and I was moving the whole time right. versus the 20 to 25 minutes to wait for a bus that I may or may not even get on. Exactly. And that I'm like standing still, whatever, blah, 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 which in a lot of ways is more tiring. Well, and if you're waiting for the Skyliner you know that there are more Skyliner cars exactly. or gondolas or whatever you call them. There are, You can see them. There are more of them coming because they are evenly distributed over the course of the entire thing. Yeah. So you can just move forward constantly and know that there's one coming. Whereas buses, like, yeah, they do a really good job of getting you buses and especially extra buses when there's a really long yeah. line. But there's no guarantee that there's ever a bus coming for you until it parks in front of you. Yep. Um... I did, I will say, res on the topic of resorts, miss housekeeping. Um, they, right now, what they're doing is every other day, they do a light cleaning. So they clean a few surfaces and they like replenish your towels if you need it um, or toiletry stuff. But they don't make your bed ever. And that's the only time that I ever get a made bed. And again, that was like a totally fair to keep the contact completely down during COVID. Um, but I was like, oh... My bed's not ever going to get made. But also it was weird because like a couple times they missed my tip. Like once it was on the bed and I'm like, oh, maybe they didn't take it because they didn't make the bed. They took the next one. And then the next one I wrote a note and I left it on the table after the one they had taken and they still didn't take that one. It was very weird. Um, yeah. But, I suspect that their routine is totally thrown yeah, off. Because yeah. I just at, felt bad because I was like, right. please take my money. Like I know you're not doing it. Tough, well, in, but In normal mousekeeping, they, they would be looking at everything right. and cleaning everything and yeah. then they would they would always catch it but yeah. yeah i think it's just that they were were focused on getting in and out and moving on to the other thing because the other thing that i still i'm concerned about not necessarily long term but they were already doing some of the downsizing of mouse yeah the like before opt the pandemic out for a gift card and they you can yeah. still just opt out straight right. up but i didn't want to um, but i i feel like they just must be really running with total skeleton crew, which means that they're probably popping in and out of those places as quickly yeah. as possible. I need Michael Eisner so. back because I feel like they're really trying to scale down everything. Like, obviously that's a thing. Fucking Disney's Magical Express is kaput. And like, I mean, it's not kaput right now. It's after 2021, but like, and like mirrors will keep doing it and you can pay for it and that's fine. But it does suck to have like that Eisner era of everything stays on property. Right. Scaling down. And and stuff like we've talked about a ton of times, which is the nickel and diming, where you get less for the same or more money. Um, and again, I I get it from a business perspective, but it's like they're really pushing to find that line of like what's worth it. But, but what I, about Gus? Ugh, Whatever his name is. Poor was. Gus. Um, yeah. But again, too, 
there was no housekeeping this trip because of COVID, not because of that stuff. But it's, I do worry about how much of this stuff they're going to look to keep just to be like, fuck the consumer. Right. Um, let's see. Oh, um, so there were a couple of really cool new things that happened. Um, one of them was I did the facial scanning test at the Magic Kingdom. Everyone was freaking out about it when the news came out a few weeks ago that you could do a facial recognition instead of a fingerprint. Um, and they very clearly have the line marked separately. It's like very much opt in. You don't have to do it, but like, we're just trying this thing. And so, um, I did that, you know, the couple times that I went to the magic kingdom, I had to take my glasses off, but not my mask. So like, they're just taking a few points from, you know, your fucking eyebrows or whatever. And it's allegedly the same technology as the, um, the bloops, the fingerprint where it's actually just like taking a few points from your fingerprint and then like giving it numbers. Like it's not scanning your fingerprint for the FBI or whatever. Um, it's not scanning your full face. It's just assigning numerical values to things on your face that it matches. Well, and that's how most biometrics work um, is that it's, it's not, it's not feasible if you think about it to, to really just, have full detail of everybody's I don't know everybody's man. thing. I watch and science like, fiction movies. I That's know, all I know, I know about. And like, <laughs> certainly if someone could afford to have pictures of everyone who went into the parks, um, it's Disney. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's you know, your your fingerprint scanner on your laptop doesn't pick take a perfect picture of your fingerprint. Yeah. All it does is say, I'm going to learn enough about your fingerprint to be able to recognize it. I don't use those. I but, totally forgot those even were a thing. Yep. I mean, I guess yep. it's the one on my on phone. On your phone, right. Same <laughs> same exact thing. And so this is this is the same thing. It's taking a fingerprint of your face. It is not learning, you know, anything special about your face or sharing that fingerprint or any of those things. Right. It still means that they could be using it elsewhere, but they already have a magic band for that. They right. know where you are in the park. And parks. the other like, thing is that really like your deal. it's only the top half of your face right now and whatever, but it's basically just like a um like uh they have you look at the screen and there's like a Mickey, it's like look at the Mickey and you just look and then it lets you through. And so it was it was pretty easy. I didn't find it to be, you know, terribly bothersome. There were other people trying it too. Um did they like kind of like the the fingerprint the first time? Did you have to go in and no. and like get verified, or no. did it just know who you were nope. somehow? The first time it was like, here you go. Like the okay. first time, I think was just the initial matching the way you would with your fingerprint. Oh so right, but it's it it's transparent to you because you don't know that it's training the first time exactly because it just says, not, okay, this opaque. is the first day of your it's of your thing. You. So it's not yep. transparent to you. It's opaque because you don't see that it's doing it. No, it's transparent because you don't see it. That's two ways of looking at it. Um, <laughs> the other thing, which is uh, honestly maybe my favorite thing to happen to the parks recently, uh, is the Evolve scanners that let you get into the park without a fucking bag check. So Fanny pack, fanny pack, fanny pack. So when I was looking this up before my trip, it said that there were a couple locations that still didn't have them, but I went into every park, every possible way you can as a guest, and they were at every single entrance. Awesome. Both Epcot International Gateway in the front, Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, like every fucking way that you could get into the parks, they have them. There's no, I am a, I am a bags convert now because there's no reason to not take a bag. There is, you can disregard everything I ever said in prior podcast episodes about not taking bags. These things fucking rule. I did not get flagged ever out of the line in seven days of mostly two park per day visits. So like I had a fanny pack full of random shit like medication. I had a little, um mini tripod that a friend gave me a day into the trip. I had, um, I think I might've had nail clippers. Like I, I had my phone, I had cards. Like I had, you had your backup batteries, which are the ones right. that, that I always feel like look spooky. Right. I had my backup batteries and SD cards. Like I had all a camera, like I had all kinds of shit in this fanny pack. Never once got flagged. Um, it is. And again, there's no, there's literally no benefit because there isn't a no bags line. Even if you don't have a bag, you just go through the Evolve scanners. Now, obviously you can, if you have a stroller, you have to go around it. And I think you can probably opt out. 
um, if you really wanted to. So like if you really wanted to not have a bag, but um, not have a bag and not want to go through the scanner, I think that you could, but there's really no reason. And two, you could have a bag and not go through the scanner. They're still manually checking if it flags anything. But um, you have to like, if you have an umbrella, you have to hold it out in front of you and stuff. But <laughs> like, um, like you're charging with a yes. lance or something. The biggest thing that's interesting is you're not supposed to slow down and people are still getting used to it. So people are sort of like slowing as they go through. And I got like, you don't have to wait by a, a security guard once. And I was like, I was waiting because the woman ahead of me had stopped and I didn't want to get within six feet of her. We are in a pandemic, sir. <laughs> like... It was, that was a little bit annoying because I'm like, I know that I'm not supposed to stop, but she had gotten, I don't remember if she had gotten flagged or if like a companion of hers had and she was confused. So she just had stopped. And I was like, I don't want to go through it and be within a foot of this lady. <laughs> like I wasn't, I knew I was supposed to go through, but anyway, that's a hot tip. You're supposed to just keep going through. And if they flag you, they'll flag you. They'll get you. Like they'll come grab you. Um, but you just can go. You can just keep it your like like the fucking easy pass in our state right. now, where you don't even they don't even have the easy pass lane. Um, they just have cameras over the highway. You yep. just drive under it at speed. Like just yep. continue walking at speed through the scanner. So cool. And and stuff like that, I think, is genuinely really exciting because one of the biggest problems with security theater at yeah. the parks is that they were doing just as as little as they could to feel safer, but keep people moving as quickly as possible. Because you right. can't, like, you can't get a full-ass diaper bag checked no. in less than, you know, four minutes. Just like, it's just a, like it has 60 pockets. It, yeah. Like, you know, it's just not, it's just not a thing. Yeah. Um, and what, what we want is we want the best of both, both worlds. We want someone who can just walk through without slowing down, but also have you know, improved security in the ways that are actually important, which is, you know, we, we've talked at length in our, our podcast about the few times that people have just like whoopsied guns yeah. to, the, to the security. <laughs> Oops, I gun. Um, and I think about all the cases where that may not have gotten caught because, right. you know, those, those are the ones that we heard about, but yep. like a, a quicker bag check or, you know, yeah. something like that may not have caught them. And like, I don't want these things on every fucking street in America deciding who's criminals, but I am okay with them as a way to check people before they go into a theme park to make right. sure they don't have a gun. Like, that's right. okay. Right. Um, let's see. So, yeah, those are good things. Um, I was at Flower and Garden for once when the fucking Orange Bird merch was still there. And, like, there were pass holder shirts. Of course, it wasn't, like, the one that I really loved from the other year that I didn't get because it was... But... Uh, so they're calling it a taste of flower and garden. I don't really know why, because it was basically just flower and garden. Like it didn't have the bands, I guess, but they had bands performing at night. It just wasn't like Smash Mouth or, you know, Matchbox 20 or whoever the fuck they used to get. Did Smash Mouth actually do a... I'm pretty sure really? Smash Mouth was there once. Oh, yeah, it, it, They get like weirdly out of date, but still... Like it's not going to be Ariana Grande, but it's like going to be some name that you've heard of at okay. some point. Okay, hear me out. Mm. All star, but Donald Duck sings. Oh it. my God, see that I would listen to. But um, so yeah, I don't know why they were just calling it Taste of because it was basically the full flower and garden. They had all the topiaries, they had all the like specialty gardens sponsored by different companies. Um, Tasty food. <laughs> they had um, all the food uh, booths in all the like in all the countries, or at least most of them. Um, so it wasn't like, it was pretty much a full festival experience, uh, for me, for the things I would do from a festival. Um, and again, fucking orange bird shit was there. They had the orange bird sipper, which they've had for a few years. And it comes with like an orange lemon smoothie. And I bought two of them because I bought mine and then hung out with my friend and she was like, oh my God, yeah, I want one. And I was like, okay. And I got her one too. And I had like probably three to five spoonfuls of the smoothie each time I got, which there's your real hot tip is if you get one, get the smoothie on the side. Cause then you don't have to worry about trying to like de-stickify it with like a bar of soap and Disney water in your bathroom. Um, so it, it, it's a good smoothie, but I can't do like a lot of like, I didn't get a Dole Whip this trip. Cause I can't, I can eat like a few bites of a Dole Whip, but 
tartness like my body can just decide that it has had enough of very quickly so and you didn't have me to finish them exactly so i like wasted these two smoothies but Oops. oh my god but he's so fucking cute this year and he has a little orange although my friend did point out like that's a little weird because then isn't he made of oranges um and then there's also a little shoulder one that I didn't realize was a shoulder one. I thought it was just a tiny plushie. And I was like, oh my God, it's a tiny plushie. And uh, the two, the shopping things that are right when you first go into World Showcase from Future World or whatever they're calling it now. Um, basically right now it's fucking wall. The like little gift shops? Yes. Yeah. Uh, right now it's wall world. Like it's not even, it's almost not even worth going into. <laughs> wall world. That, I, I, it's so bad. I was so, I was. Go I, away Greenland. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I almost missed uh, getting to Frozen Ever After the first night because the signage on them was so bad and I thought I couldn't go a certain way that I definitely realized later I could have gone but like it's just it's all walls in future world although the new fountain is cool as shit at the entryway but um i digressed i'm going back those two shops it's in one of those two um it's a little shoulder guy so i thought it was just a little plushy but he has a little green leaf that and any that has a magnet and he has a magnet in his butt and you put the little little green piece under your shirt and you put him over it and he fucking magnets to your shoulder and like they have other characters that also are like that like i think Porgs or baby Yoders or some shit, but who the fuck cares? It's Orange Bird. Um, he's so cute. And I also bought my friend one of those. I went back again and bought another one for her. They have little, um, th- what, like those koosh things, those little like balls with all yeah. the little things. They have something that looks kind of like that with a little Orange Bird head on it. They have... You didn't get me that? No. <laughs> Bitch, I got you the fucking shirt. Um, That's true. That's true. The shirt's... The, the shirt is awesome. It's a good shirt and it's your color because you're Irish. Um, Just kidding. Hey, <laughs> stop spreading misinformation on this podcast. This is a podcast for verified fact it's only. It's a green shirt and I was like, I almost got it for myself, but I was like, this color is not going to look good on me, but you know who it'll look good on. And I found a 2XL because I asked them at Hollywood Studios if they were 2XLs and she said that they had some of the Emporium and then I got them. Anyway, um, didn't you miss us? Which is another pro tip. Do just ask the cast members. If oh, you yeah. find something and, and it's not in your size, don't just say darn or or even don't necessarily go look at the app yourself. Well, the fucking the app cast used members, to work. The app right. doesn't do that anymore. Exactly. You used to be able to look it up exactly. yourself. Um, but just ask, ask the cast members and they can check inventory at the other shops that carry that and tell you yep. where to go to get it. Yep. It's so, so, so useful. Yeah. Orange Bird merch was good. Um... My tiny son, he's so cute. They had a spirit jersey, but it was white-based. It wasn't the, like, orange-yellow-based one, so I didn't get it because white and me are not friends. Um, they had orange bird ears where the ear, the Mickey ears, where the ears looked like like orange chrysanthemums. It was, like, there was a lot of cute orange bird stuff. And because it wasn't overrun by a million Florida residents going to eBay or whatever, or even just the normal number of guests, um, we were able to, I was able to get some fucking Orange Bird merch for once. Very nice. Yeah. And I got my Figment pass holder pin and whatever. Um, yeah. So that was cool. Um, and yeah, I keep wanting to call it food and garden. I do that all the fucking time. Flower and garden was actually really good. I tried a bunch of the stuff. Um, I did check Easy WDW a few days into my trip. Like, oh yeah, he usually reviews all the booths and he had reviewed some of them, um, but definitely not all. Cause like kind of just like slowly <laughs> had done a few, um, but I got a bunch of good stuff. Um, it was, it was yummy and nice. I never really do any of the alcohol, but like I got a bunch of sweets and I got a bunch of savories and it was very tasty stuff. Um, I got a boba tea in fucking China, whatever the China one is called. And I was just like, ooh, yay, boba tea. I'm such a weeaboo. Um, Lies. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Sh- there was a lot of good stuff. Um, so it, was, it wasn't It was less of a good experience. And I bought a fucking fairy house. I bought a fairy house. So there were these ladies. Oh, my God. I go over to their booth, and they have these fucking gorgeous, like, made from wood and reclaimed materials and random shit fairy houses. And I was like oh my gosh, I've never seen you guys before. Like, I wish I could bring one home, but I don't have room in my luggage. And they're like, oh, we can ship it. And I was like, oh, because I had asked a couple days before if I could get something shipped to my room from the um, registers at Magic Kingdom. And the guy was like, no, we don't do that anymore. And I don't know if he meant right now or forever, I forget. But 
I was like, oh, so I kind of assumed they wouldn't do other shipping, but like, nope, they're doing shipping. So she, I was like, great. So I fucking bought this fairy house and I was talking to these ladies and they've been there for like 15 years or some shit. They do fairy houses for the, like the Tinkerbell topiaries and they're, but they're only there for a couple of weeks. So it's either that the times I was there, I missed them because they weren't there when we were there or I just assumed I couldn't get it home. Right, right. But it's so cute. It's like built on a candelabra base, like a candle that you would hold, you know, not like a candle, like a, but like the ones with like the. A, like a pewter candlestick type thing. Yeah, like I have brass, one, ca- I'm, I'm Scrooge, I almost just said McDuck, Jesus Christ. I'm Ebenezer Scrooge, like cl- holding my single candle, like it's one of those. And then it has a little fucking little house on it, it's so cute. And they had so many cute things and they were all so well made and they were super nice. Um, and I think there were like four of them or more or something, but there were a couple at the booth at each, each, uh, like they switch off and it was just, it was so cool. They were over by Germany and that was really neat. Um, there were other festival booths too, but like that was the one that really spoke to me. Uh, and oh, that's my other big thing from this trip. Do not fucking sleep on the food at everything pop. So I went back to the room to eat a few times because I didn't, like we usually have some table service meals and I committed during this trip to, I was like, all of the stuff was still being said about like, we don't know if the vaccine will prevent you from giving it to people. So I was like, well, I don't want to be like that guy. And we don't, it seems more and more like, no, the vaccine gives you full sterilizing immunity. So that shouldn't even be a fucking worry. But just in case I was like, I'm only going to eat outside. I'm not going to eat in restaurants. Like I'm not going to, you know, fuck around with my mask off. Um, I did eat once indoors in like a, there's a, a giant festival building between Canada and the UK maybe. Um, in World Showcase that like is really high ceiling and huge and it's very easy to stay very, very distanced from everyone. Um, but other than that, like I didn't do any of my, our normal like restaurant things. And it's, it's probably good that you didn't, even though the risk is very low because while it's very rare, the only people that I know of, um, not quite directly, but from people that I directly know, um, their, their friends, um, who were fully vaccinated and more than two weeks after their, their second shot, who then tested positive. They weren't symptomatic, but they tested positive, and it's technically possible that they could have been a carrier or something, um, were people who had started going back out to eat. Yeah. Like a lot. Dining is fucking dangerous. And so, uh-huh. I mean, right, like it's still pretty low risk. It's still very unlikely that you would have right. gotten but I was infected just like, and carried it to anyone. My personal code is that we're not doing this. Right. So, Um, But so what that meant was I did go back to the room a decent few times to eat and everything pop has, I always usually would get like chicken nuggets and French fries there. And I don't know if this was, these things were on the menu and I didn't see them or if they're new, but they rotate. I think it's like Monday, Wednesday, Friday versus like Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday or whatever. I don't fucking whatever. Um, they rotate a roast turkey dinner with mashed potatoes and gravy and green beans and a salmon, a roasted salmon dinner with like roast potatoes and green beans. And those are like Val's two favorite meals practically. Well, they're, they're simple but filling sorts of things. And I didn't, I had a bad gut night after the turkey and it probably wasn't the turkey's fault, but it was also like, it what the turkey's, the turkey is well spiced. It's actually interesting. It's not like we roast a turkey and didn't put anything on it and the gravy's where the flavor is. Like it actually had some decent, like not spice heat, but like spices to it. Um, but the salmon is like, it's got like a lemon butter, but like it kind of ends up under the fish and like you don't necessarily even taste that. It's just a really well roasted piece of salmon. And it was like pretty reasonably priced for what it was. And it was very different quality than I was expecting. Like the green beans were actually relatively like fresh and snappy and they had, I think some garlic on them and like the roast potatoes were like, it was good shit. It was really good. So like if you're staying there, don't sleep on the dining hall. Like you can get, it's not just like kitty food. And then the tie dye cheesecake is obviously super gimmicky, but it is so fucking good. I got one with the second time I got the roast turkey dinner or roast salmon dinner, which was like, I think the last night of my trip. Um, 
and I got a cheesecake, ate half of it, left it in the fridge. And then when my friend came later and we went over and I got her food, I got myself another one. Like I was like, didn't you want a cheesecake? Got her one and got me another one. And then my like second dinner before bed snack kind of thing was a cheesecake and a half. They're mini. They're, you know, they're single serving. It still blows my mind that a, a, a place like this that just cannot for the life of them like figure out how to make pizza that doesn't suck. Dude. Will just like have sleeper meals like it, bomb it's salmon. It's so like, good. Like it was just like it was well. It wasn't like overdone dried out bad. Like it was it was well done salmon. Like I genuinely enjoyed it and I would have eaten it every fucking night for dinner if I had been in the room at that time. It was it was great. It the it sucked not having room service and stuff. The late night stuff wasn't available. So like there was one night and I, I went to the Magic Kingdom and I was intending to just go home for the Magic Kingdom, but I realized that it was like nine o'clock by the time the buses got there with the way the bus loads had been and the fact that everyone was leaving at the end of the day, 10 o'clock, everything pop, dining closed. I wouldn't have been able to eat. So I went to Epcot to get a couple, uh, I just like swung through, got a couple of uh, flower and garden things. I got the scallops and the beef tenderloin from uh, China, Canada. Uh, and, and then just went back to the resort. But, um, that's the only thing is it is tough if you're, uh, eating challenged, uh, which I tend to be like, I forget to eat because I'm distracted by things. We're working on it. It's probably an ADHD thing I recently found out, but, um, that's the, the only thing right now is that like everything closes a lot earlier. Like the latest park ever open was Epcot at 11, um, the rest closed at usually Animal Kingdom, I think was eight, Magic Kingdom and um, Hollywood Studios were like maybe nine o'clock. There might have been one night that one was 10, but like it's not, it's, it is not the normal late night Disney stuff that we would be doing. And obviously after hours isn't there and there aren't any extra magic hours because now it's just like, you can get into the park a half an hour early and fuck you, I never rope drop. So um, that's the only thing is you do have to be careful about feeding yourself. It's like... You can't just be like, ah, oh, it's 1 a.m. I would like a, an everything pop pizza delivered to my room, sir. Like, I guess technically you can get Domino's or whatever, but, you know, you can't just easily get, like, you know, room service, at least at pop. I don't know if it's at other resorts, but I would expect no. And also, I really wish Port Orleans would reopen, but now I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to do a non-Skyliner resort. Yeah. It's going to be hard. Skyliner. And, and I mean, think about the salmon, Val. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like there are a lot yeah. of pros now for, for, oh, yeah, for pop. Yeah, you yeah know? for sure. I think I think the thing that Port Orleans really has that is is truly magic is the theming is just the so theming is wonderful. lovely and, and comfortable. Get a preferred but... Roman alligator by you and you just feel so like closed off and private and that's just not how pop is. And it's right. so brightly colored. Right. Pop really uh, does feel like a dormitory. It like, hurts that's your thing. fucking eyes and it feels like a dorm. And like the, the rooms are okay because they're, they have yeah. bright color pops, but they're mostly like white. It's just the buildings are, ugh, it hurts my eyes a little bit, but the Skyliner really does make it pretty worth it. So it's going to be interesting. We do have a trip booked for the 50th in uh, from September 28th to October 6th. Um, it's going to be interesting. If Port Orleans Riverside reopens by then, I do think that I will rebook. But it's going to be interesting to see how satisfying I find the transportation, especially if minivans aren't back by then. But like, fingers crossed, we get enough of us vaccinated. I think... Is it Massachusetts just hit 50% of adults have had at least one dose? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I saw something on Twitter that somebody did. It might not have been Massachusetts. It might have been like another state or something. But there, I did see that at least somewhere it was like, oh, 50% of adults. So like we're getting somewhere. And hopefully that means that over the summer, I have to assume that as soon as Disney's allowed to drop things, they're going to. They already, two days into my trip was the date that they decided you know, they had announced it, I think the day I was leaving or the day before that they decided that you could take masks off for photos. They were already doing that on the seventh, even though it was the eighth, like photo pass people were like, yeah. and I didn't even take mine off for all my pictures. Cause I was like, mm, I don't know about this, but, um, but it was like, I have to assume that, I mean, they're in Florida, Florida doesn't give a fuck. 
Um, I have a feeling that as soon as they're able to drop restrictions, they will. And so my hope is that they will start rehiring all those cast members because fuck all of those poor people who lost their jobs. I really hope that, you know, either they have found other better work or that Disney does offer to rehire them. Didn't, didn't some things already reopen? I can't remember what I was thinking of. Is Festival of the Lion King open again or no? Festival opens in the summer. Oh, okay. Okay. So, and I just really hope that they got everyone back. Yeah. Because that cast was incredible. Well, and Voices. Voices is yes. back. Voices. Yes. I totally forgot to talk about that. Voices has a totally different show. It is... There are some of the older things. There's a lot of contemporary. There's a lot of Disney stuff in there. There's a lot of choreography. Like, they don't does, just... Does stand... everybody know what Voices is? Oh, it's Voices kind of... of Liberty. The Voices acapella Liberty. group. It's the acapella group that normally... Um, performs in the rotunda in the American Adventure and like period clothing and they do like old barbershop quartet style acapella. Like it's it's the kind of acapella that I enjoy listening to because despite having been in an acapella group in college, I kind of hate most of the like do 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 we're doing a pop song with the what like I don't <laughs> I'm going to kill you. And it wasn't a good impression, but I can't, I can't think of like the, the, the stuff that we did. I, I, there's something that annoys me about like collegiate acapella and yeah. like rockapella. I really like, um, I don't like pentatonics. Like I also don't like that super overprocessed stuff. So acapella, I don't love, but like the more, barbershop like vocally focused tight harmony acapella is great and voices is amazing yeah i think i think the thing that really sets something like voices apart from like your you know high school or college acapella group um is that they are really really good and difficult harmonies because the way right, that you hear, right. the, the way that things are arranged yes. for like school acapella groups is always going to be like, okay, we have to make sure that, you know, we've got these four parts and they're going to be as obvious as possible. And, That's what right. I just fuck remembered. And then the. We did Beautiful yeah. Day and the intro was like, Jim and a Jim and a Jim and a Jim. And like, <laughs> I hate it. I hate right. it. I right. did it and I loved it when I was doing it, but I could never stand to listen to it. Right. And I know that makes me an awful person. Um, Whereas Voices is generally singing lyrics and yes. they are singing complex or and lose really. Or lose exactly, or whatever. Exactly. Like they're not making weird fucking noises. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, they're doing more contemporary and more Disney music, but it's still in that style that's more toward, like there's a little bit of a mix, but it's still way more towards that very tight, harmonic, like beautiful sound. Um, and it's very choreographed now. So they're on the, I keep wanting to say the America first stage. <laughs> that's definitely oh, not all it's fucking called. <laughs> oh, but I can't stop thinking about that fucking stupid Marjorie Taylor Greene bullshit um, that she apparently abandoned already. Ooh, this isn't a politics podcast. Um, America's Gardens Theater, I think is what it's called. But it's the big theater that they normally do like concerts in the Flower and Garden concerts in the Candlelight Processional like special event stage. It's the big stage. Um, so the Mariachi Cobre is there. There are bands, like local cover band types up at night. And then Mariachi Cobre and Voices um, switch off during the day. And I was like, that's going to be interesting because Voices is usually stationary. And then they started moving. Like they all have handheld mics and they are marching across the stage to get to their places. And like the folks who have solos, like one of them did You Raise Me Up. And like he was out on the front of the stage, like working, like it's really it's a really dynamic, interesting show. They're all in like sort of modern clothing. They're all in red, white, and blue sort of different hues and stuff. Um, but it was a really good show. Like it was pretty great. I can't, I can't say that I know what the, the future is, um, for, for voices, but, um, I would say if you go on a trip while they're still doing that kind of show, absolutely make a point to see it because, I think that it's, you know, it's really fast. I don't know. I don't know what's going to be normal in the yeah. future in a post pandemic yeah. world. And while I do really, uh, you know, I'm, I, I would really miss the normal voices show in part because I think that the space that they normally performed in yeah. was just really, really lovely for, for their naturally very strong, you know, projecting voices. Yep. Um, 
And that combined with how personal it was. Yeah. Like they were just like right in amongst everyone and interacting with everyone and you could talk to them after the show and you know and they like came up to people and and like had conversations with them and so it felt like this really you know personal experience and it was you know uh, even even before I'd I'd seen it I was like okay like what's the big deal um and then you know I was just like it instantly became a a favorite attraction like oh my god because of the the quality of the music but also that experience just felt really special and unique and what was great too which you reminded me of the mixing the 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 sound engineer that mixes that show is phenomenal because i did get the same sense of the voices all being extremely in unison and it wasn't like this one's too loud this one's too quiet like it was really well mixed um yeah, and it was it was a it was a great show. I almost hope they'll do both. Like I almost hope that they'll do like, you know, maybe morning shows are one thing and afternoons are another, like so they don't have to change costumes a shit ton of times or whatever, but um but yeah, it was it was really really well done and really cool to see. Um and again, some of them it was like got to stretch like the guy who did you raise me up. There was a lot more of that sort of improvisational feel like it lets these folks who normally in this particular role have been extremely like disciplined choral a cappella singing, like get to do some belting and shit. And like, that was really, really cool to see. And they're all so talented. Ugh. So yeah. yeah, that was really fucking cool. That was a cool new thing. Well, and, and was that, was that like that that stage is also really easy to walk by and be like, oh, what's this? Exactly. Whereas they were really tucked Inside. away in the, you know, in the America. Rotunda. That's why I right. never really went yeah. in there. Right. <laughs> it was like, right. oh, this so, is really so cool. So I kind of love that too, because it is, it is, you know, one of those things that seems like a, you know, really strong show that was a bit of a sleeper because if you didn't know, you didn't know. Yeah. And then that just reminded me of like, what else new did I do? And then I remembered the new Canada show and it fucking sucks. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't suck. It's just like simultaneously not corny funny like the old one and not like snippy funny like you would expect from Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy, who are the narrators. Why did you pay for them? This was what um, the TTA podcast said this, I think when, when Rob saw it, I think this was also like his review was like, why did you pay them if you weren't going to make it funny? And like, there were a couple little jokes that I kind of hit up, but like, it was not, it it was cool. It was still a cool Circle Vision 360, like, wow, this is a really nifty, but it wasn't special, right. even in the stupid way that the old one was. Um, I will say there is, there are a couple of call, well, at the end, there is a callback spoilers for Canada far and wide. If you oh, want to pause the podcast for 30 seconds, <laughs> Um, but the, the, uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police do still come in at the end in the lines and split, which was so good. I was like, yay. And then, uh, Canada, then in French words that I still haven't learned. That song is still the song. Good. And I think it's performed by someone different. But it's, it's it's the song. It's still I was the like, like Canada song. Yeah, it's the Canada. Okay, we're okay. Like it was very. So so a question for you because I haven't seen you. this. You've seen this. Yes. Um, do you think it will feel dated and kind of cheesy in the ways that will be delightful in twenty years? No, there's no? nothing okay. outstanding about it. That's All the right. problem. Like there isn't. They, it was maybe, and maybe that's it. Maybe it's that they were trying to future proof it and just make it super fucking generic, so it wasn't. But like also this, there's like the way they get you across the country to the different provinces. The map looks like it was made in like Windows 98. Like it's not. Oof. I'm like, you have Google Earth. You could have just done like a fucking 3D Google Earth zoom out. Or, nope. Fuck nope. that. Nope. Didn't want to pay that licensing. Yep. <laughs> so they used Bing Maps instead. It was instead. bad. I didn't do the, I didn't do the Beauty and the Beast sing along if they're even doing that. Because aren't you not really allowed to sing? But um, I did Impressions de France, which... They're all... <laughs> Hold on, back up. Impressions the sing-along. De no, the sing-along. Oh. Like, I'm just imagining, just like, 50 people with masks going... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Impressions de France was interesting because everything in Epcot, except a couple of the booths, like the China booth, was staffed by, like, folks who were um, 
clearly like had the name tags that were like actually Chinese names. Um, like I, I, here's where I'm from in China. And I was like, interesting. Um, most of the countries are just staffed by the generic Epcot white people, Americans. And so she's like, hi, are you here for impressions? And I was like, oh, um, but, and then she also just like, wasn't the fucking cast member. That was the only time I had a bad cast member, like straight up, just talked to another cast member off to the side, like the whole show and did that thing where they were like, I'm talking quietly because they didn't understand that their sibilants were still going to come through. Like people think that whispering works because they don't realize how s comes through. Like it cuts through fucking everything. And like they let some people in through in late who then immediately left after their child just kept coughing. And it was like, it was a weird experience. Um, I had a couple of really good cast members that I emailed them about that like folks who talked to me in the seas, um, <laughs> Like about the fucking animals for a while. One of whom updated me on some of the ones from the Disney Plus show. Like the woman who at Hollywood Studios, um, you know, renewed our annual passes and let me renew Sam's even though he wasn't there, which is completely an exception. Not something that they normally do. Oh, I did. And sorry, fixed our dates so and that they lined our dates. up. She was like, that's so weird. It looks like one of you was buying new and one of you was renewing. And I was like, no, we were both renewing on the same, like in the same transaction. And I still don't know how the days were different, but she fixed that, you know, got it, gave me a reference number and put a bunch of notes down for like when we can split our room and tickets from the next trip so they can refund us the tickets as a gift card, which we can use to pay for the room. Like, um, all that kind of stuff. So, um, that was, that was cool. Uh, I did Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. That's the other thing and no spoilers, but I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that it was really fucking neat. It was a really cool ride. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, Oh, I'm excited to go see it. Yeah. Now, or go in, in and I did rise, it. but I only did it once because I didn't want to be mean and like take up space from people, but it was still as cool as ever. Um, I also did, that's another thing that I should mention. I used disability access service this trip. I got it like I usually do, but I use it a lot more. Um, because without fast pass, it's really difficult to plan to hit everything. Um, and my guts had been on a rampage for like the whole week before the trip. Um, so it's really, usually with fast pass plus we can make it so we can hit enough of the things that we know we want to do. And then like, if we have to, like we can park hop or whatever to make other things work and, or we can do after hours to make sure we get on things. But, um, I did end up using it. I would say like, I mean, still, it still wasn't like every ride or anything. Cause the thing is a lot of things are posted 20 minutes, but are actually five. Um, like you're actually just walking through the queue the whole time. You never stop until it's like a five minute wait. Um, I can only figure some of those are also just, they're calibrated wrong for yeah, social distancing yeah, exactly. and stuff. Um, but so we basically just like, I used DAS a lot. Um, and it was fine. Like they didn't give me a hassle when I went in to ask for it. Um, they didn't give me a hassle at any of the rides. The guy at Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway was like, it's only 20 minutes. Do you want to wait? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm kind of having a bad week with my, can I just have a return time? And like, that's awkward. Cause you're like, yeah. I know it's only 20 minutes, but I can't wait for 20 minutes necessarily. Cause my stomach is upset and I have a sunburn, which isn't helping. Like, cause I was kind of overheating from the sunburn for the first couple of days, right. which can make my guts worse. So it was like, Please don't because the line goes outside too, so it looks really long, even if it's not. I don't know if that's because just because of social distancing or if that's how the queue is always intended to be. But the queue for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Runaway Railway was like outside of the um Chinese theater. So like it was really, it was windy outside. So it looked and felt really long, even if it maybe was only that 20 minutes. And I was like, no, please. Eh. Um, but overall it was fine. Like overall, I just, you know, I use DAS like I always do. A couple times a cast member let me write on cause it was just me. Um, and they were like, oh, you can just hear like a small world, for example. And then did the same for Peter Pan's flight. And he had seen me feeling out the line. It was the same guy who had switched. He had seen me feeling out the line. He was like, when I finally did come back, he was like, yeah, I saw you earlier. I was going to wave you over to just come in. And I was like, oh, thank you, man. Like you, ha I had more of those good CMs than I did like that one guy who was just a little bit weird, but I was like, uh. 
Sorry that I have an invisible disability. It looks like I'm just an able-bodied person, but... Uh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that, you know, other than the the, the one guy who... He still didn't block me from right, anything. Like, it was right. just a vague moment, like a small moment of uncomfortableness, you Right, know? but but even even still, it's it's a good reminder that, you know, Disney, if if you are a, you know, wheelchair user and don't have... Uh, other challenges, like yeah, they they might just right. Have you they wait might in say line. like, no, you're just um, gonna wait in line, or but, if you can't get through, then yeah, you do. But they, DAS does really seem to be super useful for making it possible to enjoy the parks for people yeah. who just wouldn't be able to. Yeah, and um, like that's and my that's thing. Magic, I'm, you know? I'm happy to use whatever tools are at my disposal, and if I can use FastPass, I don't need DAS exactly. As much. Or if I can use, if I can. Never mind using something that's free. If I can pay for after hours, exactly. I am also happy to do that. Which we've um, done every opportunity exactly, we got. But I didn't. I didn't have that opportunity. Right. So I did use the tool that was available to me, and it it really did. It, it was indispensable this trip. I normally might need to use it like one day if I like didn't get a fast pass for something I wanted and figured I'd be okay for standby. And then like I had a bad flare the day before and I'm right. worried. Like, right. That's... And it's an, an hour in a partially exactly. outside line right. and you'd have to go through 10 groups of people right. just to get to a bathroom. Right. Or, and that's, you know... and that, that's the kind of stuff that like normally I only use it maybe once or twice a trip, but I did use it a number of times, but again, it wasn't a big deal. Um, it's a tool that is very much like use it if you need it and don't worry about whether or not you like deserve to use it. Cause I know that factors into a lot of people's feelings. You're not taking it from anyone else. You're not like ruining someone else's time. There, there isn't a cap on DAS where they're going to be like, Oh, the next disabled person doesn't get it because you did like, no, if you need it for whatever reason, physical, mental, like whatever it is, um, don't worry about getting it. And I, I was worried for a second because normally I actually have my doctor's note that is like, this person may need urgent bathroom access that I got when they rolled out the alleys law here a few years ago. Um, I left it in my wallet, which I left at home, my like full wallet. Um, but they didn't, as usual, didn't give me any issues. So, you know, use it if you need it. Just, you know, just tell them I, may, I have a disability that makes it difficult for me to wait in line or a condition. I don't even think I say disability because I feel really complicated things about claiming that identity, but that's another topic for another day. Um, yeah, so that's my trip report. Yay, trip report. My countdown says that there are... 163 days until the next <laughs> I will say packing was hard because I hadn't gone in so long and I was like, what do I need to bring? Uh, and then also not having Sam's luggage, but I made it work. Um, I bought a $40 umbrella and I brought it on the fucking plane with me like I brought the stupid Mickey light up thing one time and I squished my luggage to get it home, but I got it. Um, but yeah, hopefully the next trip is a little more normal. Yeah, and hopefully I'm on it. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> if you're not ready to get back in by... Now, and I will tell you, this guy, while I was gone, did fucking everything. Like, he went to the store all the time, and he started assimilating back into society. So I have high hopes about the September-October trip, as long as we don't get, like, phase six double mutant That's my COVID. thing. I'm like, yeah. it, it, it isn't over until it's over. I know, and, I know. And I, I don't want anybody to be thinking about this, like, oh, like, enough people are vaccinated, and yeah. oh, not a big deal. And it's like, nope. Nope, not enough people are vaccinated no, in the world. No. Not enough people are vaccinated here. Yep. Um, if we get really, really unlucky, there could be variants that mean that we need to start over on an approval process for a new vaccine for yep. that one, too. Yep. So, not to hey, spook anyone, let's not, not to be a downer. let not put that energy but, out into the world there, buddy. Right, but, but my, my but point no, is, yeah. like... Yeah. Nothing, nothing is certain is, uh, nothing is certain at this point. Yeah. Um, I'm very optimistic about yeah. the trip. Um, but I'm still not feeling like, you know, we're, we're far from back to normal. Yeah. Um, so I'm really glad that you got to go and we got to understand how things are because that will factor into my understanding right. of whether or not right. I am comfortable going, um, for the 50th. Yeah. You better be. I mean. The world better be safe enough by I mean, then, at that but... point, because we have other friends who are going to be there at that time, at least I wouldn't be, like, alone for almost every day of the trip. I did get to hang out with a couple of friends, but, like, I will say a solo trip is four or five days, like, 
probably ideally seven was pretty like seven days in the parks was pretty long to be by myself. So yeah. I should have probably rebooked it once it became evident that Sam wasn't going, but it's fine. We made it work. Um, so yeah, it's, it's hopefully things get back to normal. We hope you've all been well. Thank you. If you are still subscribed to this, and got a notification. I know. it's been ages. <laughs> it's been like, Six it's, months look, since we did an episode. We moved to or the something. new house that has the better space for recording, but then you get busy with stuff for the new house, and then sometimes you're super depressed because awful things keep happening in the world or in your family. And uh, it's been a fucking year, folks. And hopefully, we are coming out on the other end of it. Please, baby Jesus, knocking on all of the wood on the planet. Please and thank you. Amen. <laughs> Do you want to like do an outro or just gonna stare at me because I'm I made just gonna a dumb stare at you? I don't know. I don't I don't have show notes. Well <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so thank you again for listening. This has been Bored and Sassy. Um, if you have any feedback on this episode, if you have questions about this episode or how the parks are doing right now, um, you can tweet at bored and sassy on Twitter. You can email boredandsassy at gmail.com. You can go to boredandsassy.com and click contact. And then there's a contact form that'll notify us. So um, yeah, you can, you can get in touch. If you have any questions, just let us know. And again, I'm going to be putting up my vlogs. God knows when. I edited the first one and put it up today um, as a day one. It's about five minutes long on my YouTube channel, Tricky Crayon. Um, I can't promise when the rest of them will be out because I am a notoriously slow video editor. Although this time, hopefully it'll be a little better because at least the stabilization on the Mark III is pretty good. So I won't make myself motion sick editing like I did with our honeymoon vlogs because <laughs> camcorders are not that great for that kind of thing. So yeah, so uh, check it out and touch base if you want to touch base and I hope you're all well. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Test record. Do more with Dupixent. This podcast brought to you by Dupixent. This podcast not sponsored by Dupixent. Do more with Dupixent. If you laugh like that, we're going to get divorced.